Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Saeed. So let's just cut to the chase and just play the intro already. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about quite a few stuff. So first of all, we got a new microphone and cover art, which I'm going to talk about soon. I also started a new job, and I'm going to go into that. I've also seen the new Masters of the Universe TV show on Netflix. I am not happy about, but I'm going to go into that. Discord made a film, and I've also, and I also got a package from the college, and I got my second jab. So, let's go. So first of all, I should talk about the new mic. So as you can tell, I got a nice crispy mic. So all the audio quality is coming from this. I'm processing the audio a little bit. So a little bit of compression and stuff like that to make it a little bit nicer. But this mic is actually really good. It's quite... So first of all, I should say the brand and the name of the microphone first. So the microphone that I'm using is the Rode NT USB Mini Studio Condenser Microphone. So this is a USB-C microphone which cost me about £95. So this USB-C microphone also has a headphone jack. So if I'm able to get my hands on some good headphones, I could plug it in, plug them into the mic and hear myself talk while recording this. Which is probably one of the better ideas to do once I've actually, you know, done everything. Then I could tell how loud I'm actually being without having to go back to the laptop and check. But you can also tell another new thing is cover art. So yeah, I updated the cover art for the podcast to, you know, show that this is a new era for the podcast. You know, this is where the podcast will actually be a little bit more like a podcast in terms of the sound. Uh, if I'm able to get my hands on another microphone, so most likely the same one as this, so no, so a second one, once I'm able to get my hands on that, I'll be able to get some more people on the podcast, which is the plan eventually. But until I'm able to get another one, well, it's just going to be me. This is a really good microphone, and I would highly suggest it to anyone who is wanting to make a podcast. Especially if you use an iPad, because having this USB-C microphone will make it so much easier. You have GarageBand as well. If you're also using a Windows machine, then just simply download Audacity and plug the mic into it. I'm currently plugging this mic directly into GarageBand and just editing the audio a little bit to give it a bit more of a crispier sound. It's very minimal, but majority of the sound that you're hearing from is literally from this microphone. The plan is in the future to buy another one of these microphones for, you know, so I can have people on here. I know there are some people in Newport who, you know, are amazing creative people. And there's happened to be one TikTok star that I know that happens to live here. So possibly having her on the podcast will be great as well. But until then, you know, you're just going to have to deal with me. I'm sorry about that, but 
know, unless I'm able to get my hands on another microphone, that's just how it's going to be. But if you guys do want to support me, there is links to my PayPal and also the Gumroad store. If you guys want to, in the show notes below, you'll find everything there. So, I bought this microphone from my camera center. So that's a local camera store here in Newport. You also find them available in Cardiff as well. Amazing props to those people there because, you know, they're really great people. You know, I started off doing my photography, getting all my stuff from there. And now I'm getting my podcasting equipment from them too, which is great. You know, they're great people to talk to as well. I highly suggest that if you're ever in Newport or Cardiff, visit this store because you'll honestly have an amazing time. You can also buy this stuff at their website, Camera Center UK. So type them into Google, buy some stuff from them. It's not a sponsor, but I highly suggest that if you're going to buy camera stuff, get it from them. They know what they're doing and they're great people. Because this microphone came to me by DBD and I bought the camera and the mic. This mic in particular from them. But yeah, if you guys want to know more about the microphone, tell me on Twitter or send me a message on Anchor because this is how I'm actually distributing that podcast. So yeah, tell me. I have to say that when I unboxed the microphone, I did not expect it to be as heavy as I thought. You know, it has some heft to it that you wouldn't really consider a microphone this size to have. Like, it's a, it's, it's a metal construction. I saw it would be plastic, but it's not. It's a very well-built microphone, I have to say. And it, it, the, base, the base of the microphone is magnetic. So the idea of behind this microphone was to be portable. And you have that. So when you get so when you get it in the box brand new, you have a thread. You have a thread adapter. So when you get the mic, you know, it comes off the base easily. So there's a silicone like rubber cap underneath where the mic actually connects to the base. So you can replace that with the the screw mount. So you can put the microphone on any type of arm, which, you know, I find is a little bit of a problem because if you don't have that, you won't be able to, you know, mount it to any arm system or anything. So I would suggest keep keeping those type of things in a safe place. Most likely the box itself or a little container. I would highly suggest you guys do that because losing those type of stuff is very, very painful to replace because you know they don't really sell i don't think they sell those little adapters separately i don't think but you might be able to find i don't know but best case scenario is to keep those type of stuff away all right in a safe place also make sure you guys tweet at me or message about you know all the changes that i've done because i want you guys feedback on this you know we mean the podcast mainly has an American audience, I know, but you guys never really tweet or message. So please do, because I would love to hear your feedback. So in the previous episode of the podcast, I talked about getting a package from the college. So recently I got an, another package. So in this package, I got basically the same stuff as last time. Like, you know, 
notepads, highlighters, but some of the stuff I got um, this time around was a phone stand, pins, sweets, like Skittles, a dairy milk bar, and a, a calendar, so a work calendar. You know, it has it both in Welsh and English on the front, and it has everything leading up to the end of the year, I think. Um, so this basically says plan, achieve success on right at the top of it, which is amazing that, you know, the college thinks that people will actually use this now. You know, there are probably people who use these physical stuff, but as someone who is trying to go more digital, as you guys know, you know, I use Google Calendar, I use OneNote, so this type of stuff isn't really, you know, ideal for me. But stuff like the phone, the phone stand, you know, that's going to come in handy. Um, the pin, I'm going to put on my bag, and I'm, I'm keeping the sweets. So, yeah, that's basically it, really. Um, after college-wise, I'm planning to go into university doing computer science. So, after, what am I going to do after that? I don't know. I might just go to an IT job, either within the company I'm currently working at, or another company. So... Until then, um, I, I'll continue working the job I'm currently working at, and I'll continue doing the podcast and my photography on the YouTube stuff. You know, that's my source of creativity. I don't want to have that as my main job because I've seen that, you know, with the whole thing with Logan Paul, um, as you guys know, if you guys listen to the uh, Impulsive podcast with KS, the episode with KSI, Logan literally talked about how he was working himself to the point where he would almost almost have died. And if it wasn't for the whole Japan situation that he he caused himself to have, that, you know, he would have succumbed to literally burning out and possibly dying. You know, that is a problem within the creative... That's a problem within the creative industry. And it's a problem that we all face as people who are creative because having this as your main job, that's what's caused it. You know, that's why people say to have, you know, a regular job and to, um, you know, do creativity, like photography, video and all that on the side. Because, because that type of stuff is not a fixed income. So you're not working like, say, a nine to, like a nine to five. You know, you work nine to five every week. You know, um, uh, five days out of the week, you know, and you get the money. Easy done, you know. But with something that's creative, you don't have that. You know, you have to constantly do it and do it and do it. There's no day off for you unless you're doing something like YouTube where it's the possibility of, you know, people watching all the content and that making you revenue. But you won't really be making as much as, say, if you were you know, making new content every single day. And that's the issue. You know, especially if you, especially with YouTubers and TikTok stars and everything, because you're not making a product like a, like say music, for example, or whereas like films or photography, because with a lot of YouTubers, it's their life. So your entire life is your job. And you have to document every single part of that. And that's sort of an issue for a lot of people. And for me in particular, you know, the whole reason why I didn't really make 
convo drop a podcast tailored to photography is due to the fact that I don't want it to be solely on photography because I feel that if having this solely on photography it would limit me I wouldn't be able to have you know say a conversation with someone outside of photography you know and that's that's why I opted to go with uh, leisure as as a category instead of something else having it be that makes it a lot easier to talk to whatever every type of person I want to talk to no matter the industry they're working in and what who like like I said about the 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 mic when I when I uh on that segment hopefully I could talk to some people you know there are quite a lot of creatives people in my city and I might once I eventually got myself another mic I could talk to those people but until then you know it's just me and I'm talking about random stuff to be honest I'm talking about stuff which I personally consume stuff which I've seen on the news or whatever's going on in my life and that's the whole point um convo drop is a conversation which is just recorded and some majority of the po- episodes at the moment is literally just me talking so it's not really a conversation but kind of is at the same time but um, hopefully in the future I could get some more people on on the podcast but in terms of the the future wise you know I don't really know where I'm going but you know I'll I'll figure it out as I go along that's kind of what I've been doing in the, the last few few years I've been figuring out what I'm doing as I go go along and I feel that a lot of people are doing that but with me I'm just thinking quite critically you know I have a main source of income and then I have my creative income that's a lot that's what the youtuber Captain Simbad does he has a main job in within IT within tech and then he has his YouTube his creative stuff which makes way more income than his IT job but the IT job has a regular is regularly occurring whereas having YouTube as your main job you know you're con- is you have to make new stuff all the time you know that's what if you listen to the impulsive podcast with uh, with the episode where the recent episode at the time of the recording this where KSI got onto it um, Logan even talked Logan like, he talked about how during the time uh, when he was doing vlogs that he would work himself to the point where he would even be sick and still work he'll cough up blood and still work type of stuff you know he said himself that if the whole situation with Japan didn't happen he would have probably worked himself to death which is a major problem in Japan as well but You'd be seeing that a lot lately within the creative industry with a lot of YouTubers burn out. You know, people burn themselves out with this whole grind culture. And a lot of people have been talking about this. And it's becoming a major problem. Even who, you know, the World Health Organization have recognized burnout to be a literal thing. So, having regulation and, you know, being not constantly doing certain things is a good thing like for this podcast for example i don't really do it 
all the time. I I do it like now and then, like every two one to two weeks, which you know it's a good thing for me because you know it allows me to have rest and it allows me to also gather stuff up, which I could talk about during those times, which is what I do. I literally write in one note the topics I talk about, but in terms of the future. I'm hoping that this continues and I don't burn out from this and I have a main source of income from tech and that's my plan is literally me I'm literally creating a plan as I go along so if you're not up to date with you know technology Microsoft announced a cloud version of Windows. So what this is basically is a cloud machine that runs Windows 11. Now the reason why this is a good thing is due to the fact that number one, you're not limited to what device could run Windows. It basically comes down to whether your device is able to use a web browser. Potentially meaning that any machine that could run a web browser could run Windows 11. Death, which is an amazing idea. Think about it. How many Chromebooks are out there in the education market? There's not a lot of software which could run on a Chromebook. Like You can't run something like Adobe Premiere Pro on a Chromebook but you can, if it, if it has Windows 365, you can do that. For example, as well, see if you're using an iPad Pro for your main computer. Right, I know a lot of people do it. For example, Knoopsy on YouTube, he does it. He uses an iPad Pro to make videos, edit the photos for the thumbnails. He does everything off the iPad as much as he can, which you know, he made videos about it as well. So, having Windows 365 allows many people to have the iPad as a computer a lot more. One of the, one of the things which you can't really do off a Windows, which you can do off a Windows machine that you can't do off an iPad, is live streaming to Twitch. Like, you can't technically have an Elgato plugged into an iPad easily. There is a way to actually stream off an iPad, but the only, the, technically the, the accessory that you would be using is recording the information through a way which registers it as a webcam instead of a capture device. So that's a, that's a Genki Shadowcast. Which is £40 and it does actually have some good benefits. But the problem is, it's not an actual true capture card. You could do it, but it's not really ideal. And I know a lot of people out there would probably much rather have the Elgato because you could connect it to an external monitor. Like you have the information, the game actually played off an external monitor and then a second screen being for, you know, your computer. You can't really, do, you cannot do that if you're using a shadow cast, and that is something that a lot of gamers 
would prefer having two separate screens. So you could do that if you do if you run in Windows 365 off an iPad. You could do that. Now another one thing that people don't I mainly consider this to be I mainly consider Windows 365 to be a system more for students and people who work in an office. So, for example, certain software like Publisher and Microsoft Access is not available on macOS, it's not available on Android, it's not available on iOS. You know, those two pieces of software are not available. Databases I've used in a lot of industries. I know some industries probably just use an Excel spreadsheet as a database, but you really technically shouldn't because it is an actual database software out there, but not a lot of people know. But technically speaking, if you learn about database software, you're going to need to use Microsoft Access because, you know, that's a part of your Microsoft package and it integrates very well to Excel. That's why. For example, I, for example, had to do a, a database unit using Access, and I, I'm, I'm using a Mac. I don't have database software unless I download some, you know, open source one. I don't have Microsoft Access, which the unit required. And unfortunately for me, I had to go off, not actual work, but guest. You have to look at my previous work that I did for other teachers and simply just presume that, you know, he puts the work quality here means that, you know, this work quality could be this. It could be, if, it, if that work quality is C, then this one's a C. Simple, pass, done. Um, I know for a lot of people, that's not really a good thing because for, you might have failed miserably in the last one in the last unit but you might have been way better at databases that's where something like windows 365 is a lot better not only that but say um in like now say your college or school has a particular drive which is only accessible if you're on the gra- the school's grounds for example, you know, all your, like I know school, a lot of schools had had this, but my college, when I first went there in 2018, like, you can't access any document, like, from a teacher unless you were on college grounds. You couldn't access that at home. We had OneDrive, but not everything was on there yet. It took until 20... Yeah, it took until the pandemic for everything to be moved over to OneDrive. That's how bad it was. That's how long the transition was. 2019, you know, we were still using that drive. We were still using that at College Grounds drive. That's the issue. But with Windows 365, you won't have that. I know for a lot of people, they can't really afford to use a cloud solution. So having Windows 365 is a simpler solution because you're not paying for that cloud storage, like OneDrive. You're able to, they're able to access the drive which is available on build on the building on site. Because they're able to access this on-site storage, 
for all the files and everything. Like they're able to access that on-site drive. Windows 365 is ideal. Which also means that number one, if your college or university or workplace of work offers Windows 365, just download the app on your iPad Pro, log have the logging have the logging credentials put in. Sorted. That's your work computer. You're able to do everything from that, which is great. Not only that, but the security there is in place. You don't have to worry about malware. You don't have to worry about having to update the system all the time because that automatically happens because it's on the cloud. Never again would you have to worry about, you know, in the middle of work, bang, software update, work gone. You don't have to worry about that. Because it automatically updates on its own, off-site. The minute you log in, the minute an update comes out, it's automatically the first thing to get there. You would probably never have to deal with that. Now, keep in mind that Windows 365 isn't actually released. Windows 365 is not released yet. So we don't really know exactly how this will be implemented or how this will play out. But what I'm presuming right now is basically a better way of computing for a lot of people. I know for many people, such as my own mum, they don't need to buy a proper computer. They only need it for those times when, you know, when when they do. They don't need that extra device. Having Windows 365 on an iPad is more ideal because they can use that one device as more e- easier for them. You're not taking up extra space. For certain people, like gamers, like content creators, who like Ninja for example, having a proper Windows machine is ideal. Maybe for someone who is coding, that is more ideal too. But also having Windows 365 is good because it allows them to do remote work from home. That's the idea of Windows 365. It's, that's the point. You know, you're able to do the work from home, which we'll be able to do our work on Windows 365. Not only that, but it also means that Windows 365 makes it a lot easier for companies because they can literally just buy some cheap computer. As long as it has a web browser, you know, Windows 365 um, subscription. You have that subscription to Windows 365. Sorted. You don't even need to have a Windows machine. You can buy cheap iPads and it will still work out. Smartfolio. Smartfolio. iPads. Sorted. Done. For me, for example, I'm, 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 as you guys know, I want to move over to an iPad Air and, you know, use a keyboard with a trackpad on that. So Windows 365 seems more ideal for someone like me who wants, whose workability in the creative, creative wise is capable on an iPad. But stuff like college wise, having Windows 365 would be ideal. That's the whole point. So for someone like me, this actually seems like a perfect solution. I don't have to, you know, worry about w- will I be able to do all my classwork off this machine? Will I be able to run the software that I need? For example, in IT, you oftentimes probably have to use say Blender for, you know, some random unit about setting up, you know, 3D modeling software and how it how it works. You know, certain things you need a dedicated operating system like. Windows 4. You know, certain things like that. But that's the good thing about Windows 365 is the fact that, you know, 
how it works and it seems more plausible to me that a lot more people the average consumer will buy into this because how many people currently have a netflix subscription a lot compared to the amount of people who own dvds i can see this being ideal for a lot of people will this replace a windows a pc delivered actual desktop machine no it won't replace an actual desktop machine for a lot of people but what this will do is really much help out creators who need it people who are students who you know use a machine which they which they can't access certain machine um software from for school it'll definitely help out a lot of people in the working class community a lot of people who are just too poor to afford a good quality windows machine that's a good thing about this you know monthly subscriptions are for a lot of people a better option than paying outright so windows 365 seems like a really great option for a lot of people i for one i'm actually happy that microsoft is doing this because it makes a lot more it makes a lot it makes it a lot easier for certain lifestyles and it makes it easier to do certain things like making an ipad your main device or you know going with a chromebook because it's more affordable it won't damage your finances as much and then having this windows 365 subscription to make sure that you have all the software you need that's the great thing about it that's why i i'm actually quite excited for when this releases in like early august so at the time of recording this it's the 31st of july so it's basically it's literally around the corner for me so i'm actually very excited about this and i can't wait to see all the videos about it when it comes out the current company i'm working at you know i had this like problem during the first week and it's such an irritating issue and i'm not the only one that faced this at the company so the company I'm currently working at has this thing called My Online Learning, right? So with this is where you talk about, you know, what the company stands for, the rules of the company, you know, certain um, stuff that the company has in place to prevent, you know, say a minor getting hands on something like dangerous. For example, you can, if you're selling an item like Gorilla Glue, you can't sell it to anyone who, under the age of 25 because, you know, the harmful chemicals that it has in there something like that right so keep in mind this type of training is required because of what you're selling at the tills so the first week i wasn't able to access this and that was an issue because not being able to access this meant that i won't wouldn't have been able to do part of my job so the first week i ended up just doing picking up items returning items and simply just going into the car park, getting trolleys, putting them back, and just standing at the door. That's it. One of the things I haven't done yet, and it's mainly because I haven't actually been trained for it yet, is the service desk. So this is where you know you do refunds, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you 
that's asking for ID for uh, collect for customer from customers for them to get their collection. That that's basically what service desk is. You know, it's a front line for you know interacting with a com- uh, customer or that type of stuff. Like say your customer needs to get a refund or something like that. That's who they talk to. Now, I've done the Milo training now. And the good thing is that I have been trained correctly on the Tails. So, Tails training is a little bit of an issue. Because one of the Tails I was working at crashed three times. Which is not a pleasant thing. I didn't like that at all. But, you know... I'd much rather have the till be able to use the till than rather not be able to. So, why was this an issue? Right? Why did this issue occur? So, my uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, who said to me that this issue occurred because I was a new person. Like that's totally understandable, and uh, you know that's just how it is. But. One of the things that was also an issue was getting my payslip. You know, my first two, the first two weeks are done. You know, I've done the first two weeks. So, keep in mind, I joined about halfway through the months. So, first month of payment would was less than what it would have been if I worked for whole months. So, technically, how much did I earn? Basically, I earned this within two weeks what I would have earned at my last job, right? Where I got minimum wage. Keep in mind, I got minimum wage six pound fifty-six as a nineteen-year-old. At my last job, this new job, I can get nine pound an hour. I earned what I would have earned before in only two weeks. So, not only is that a great thing, but the the work I'm currently doing at the moment is a lot more adjustable for college, which is great. But because I'm new, certain things I can't get hold of, like a payslip, is an issue. Because with certain things like, say, um, student finance, I, I had to fill out, I had to fill out student finance soon. Um, I'm not able to get the payslip. So what do I have to rely on? What do I have to rely on as you know, proof of, you know, frequency of payment and stuff like that. Bank statement. I have to get a bank statement from, you know, I, which is an easy job for me because I'm in the West. But say if I was in Japan or something, right, say if I was with a big name Japanese bank company, I'd have to wait about, what, five weeks just to get a bank statement because they put unnecessary walls in the way that's what this feels like not being able to access my pay my pay slip feel like an, an unnecessary wall because the last job was able to email the pay slips but this one won't which i think is kind of stupid but you know i understand the reason why they also do it because of the security reason because they don't want to you know email the wrong pay slip to a certain person in the company I understand that, but I also still think it's stupid. You know, how is this not like an automated thing? 
But, you know, it is what it is. But, at the end of the day, am I liking what I'm doing at the company at the moment? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm actually preferring this work so much more. It's a lot more easier than my last job. It's a lot more, you know, forgiving than my last job as well. The last job, I was, just, look, he's, if you got to learn one thing about me is that I have to constantly be moving. If I'm standing still and moving just one half of my body, I will fall asleep. If I'm standing still for too long, I will fall asleep. And if I'm doing something repeatedly for too long, I will tire out easily. So this job that I'm currently working at allows me to rest easier. It allows me to do more work. It allows me to rest at points, which is a lot better because I'm, because I'm getting, I'm able to rest. I'm able to do that. I'm able to, I'm able to have water with me. In my last job, I wasn't able to have that because I'm able to have water with me. I'm able to hydrate, which kind of boosts my energy up. So that's a great thing about that. So I'm actually really loving this because not only is we're close to home. It's not far, far from a college. So travelling there is a lot easier. So I don't have to worry about, you know, getting called in for, to work from college. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about, you know, having to spend a lot of money on transportation. I don't have to worry about that. And that's a great thing. It's a very great thing. And I'm happy about that. But w- if I could only fix one thing about being there, it would be a simple fact of getting the pay slip. Because look, I'm the type of person that likes to have a payslip on on hand. No, I don't care if I don't even need it. Having that there is a good security measure because you never know when you have to hand in your payslip for a certain thing. And having having them there is a great thing to have. Now, one thing which also I I, I don't like about uh, at this company is. The card portal. I'm not on the system yet. And, you know, you think within a week, you know, they'll resolve the issue. But no, I I tried recently and it's still not working. So I I, I emailed the HR department about that. No, it's not. It's not working. My guess is that because of uh, the payslips, right? Same issue I'm having with the payslips of getting hold of them. That's affecting the card portal as well. That's my that's my take on the situation. Is that because I'm not able to access my payslips, I'm not able to access the card portal, which I bo- I tried both at home and at work. So both area both points don't work. So whether or not I can access those information when I need to will be a problem eventually when I desperately need to access those information. Hopefully, by the time you know that I, I need access, I need to access them. That they're up and running. Hopefully, inshallah, that they they're up and running by the time I actually need to use them. But I I won't know until you know the time comes, and that's a scary thing, because you never know exactly when you need something like that. No, you you never really know, and. That's the problem. And I would... If I could fix that, I would. 
but obviously I can't fix it and that's that's a sad thing that I can't fix it but you know it is what it is at the end of the day and I'm just happy to be there I, I really I'm hoping that this eventually becomes permanent because I want it to become permanent you know it's a really great job and I want to keep it I want them to keep me on desperately want them to I really do I never had a job this good right I never had a job that fit me this well I want to keep this to dear life I want to keep this 100% like this job if I keep it it will help me so much financially speaking it will help me out so much I hope I keep it So Discord made a film. Now this isn't like a feature length film, this is actually just like a five minutes, six minute film. It's not, so yeah, so the sound of it you think it'd be a, a feature length film, but it's not. It's a short film, which acts more like an advert for Discord, explaining how Discord works. So in the film you see Danny DeVito, right? Now, Danny DeVito, he's not going to know what Discord is, right? So, one of the staff members at Discord, or, you know, in the actress who plays the, uh, the, the person, um, basically explains to him what Discord is, and they get taken, they're showing a video, uh, uh, showing what Discord is, and they get taken into the laptop, right? The person on the vi- video grabs them, takes them in. Now, First of all, uh, I don't want to spoil it completely, but that's just basically what the first half is. But it does seem like a very good way to explain what Discord is and how it's used. Not only that, but the title alone, Discord the movie, you know, that as well, like that brings attention to it. Like what? This app, which is used for group chats, you know, and all that, video calls, everything like that is is able to fund a film. Now, first of all, I want to say that the film is actually beautifully um, shot. It is. It does have some really good uh, budget behind it. The CGI is quite good. The um, the lighting's really good. I'm surprised he managed to get someone like Danny DeVito. I'm I'm very surprised about that. Um, so this is actually a very good way for Discord to advertise what they are because they haven't made adverts before so this is actually a very good way in the film you will find famous people like Marcus Brownlee so yeah MKBHD is in the film you'll find Ninja in there as well Um, I would highly suggest that you guys watch it now Discord itself is a very good app to use I highly recommend it, but I have to say, when I first heard about Discord making a film, I saw it would be something like Ready Player One, like something similar to that, but you know, in the but the world is called Discord. The way Discord is set up in real life is it has dedicated ser- you have servers where you, you that's basically what your group chat is is a server. Then you segment it down, right, into chats, video calls, image, uh, places where you could set 
um, send images and you set rules behind it. Um, is it, it is really good for, say, personal use um, school as well. I know it has a lot of good uses for someone who is in the education market. I'm surprised that they haven't actually, you know, tried getting schools to use Discord before. Because you can set stuff like roles and stuff like that in Discord to, and have exclusive chats for certain roles. Which is a good thing. And for someone who is a content creator, that's also, that's also a great thing. Because you can link um, Discord to Patreon. Meaning that if you're a patron of a certain caliber, you can have access to a Discord server. And that's something that a lot of people have utilised. Um, personally, uh, I set that up myself, but you know my Patreon isn't really all that popular, and I, that will ever be. But if you want to support me, use the PayPal link in the description in the show notes below, or visit the Gumroad store in the show notes below as well, if you guys want to support me. But back onto the topic. Um, Discord itself making this has caused a little bit of commotion on Twitter. I know that a lot of people were saying, like, what? Discord made a film? Like, what is this? Like, when I, when I go, it's on YouTube, on the Discord official YouTube channel, if you guys want to watch it. And I highly suggest that you do. Because it is a good watch. Good six, five minutes, five, six minute time to watch. Like, if you have the time spare to watch it, I recommend it. Good watch. Highly recommend it. But yeah, I was very much surprised about the production quality in this video. Like, looking at it, you know that they spend quite a bit on just getting, you know, these big name people in there, especially someone like Danny DeVito. Um, the production quality um, of the video, it felt like a proper film. Like, I've seen a lot of stuff on YouTube um, from people like Peter McKinnon and uh, Chris Howe. Um, Becky and Chris, where they have this this amazing looking quality videos and short films. That's what this felt like. This felt like a high production YouTube video. Something like Marquez Brownie's type of stuff where he also has high production videos as well. Something like that. And that type of quality out of YouTube, I love to see. Because it shows that, you know, they're putting a lot of time, a lot of effort into it. Um, the way they filmed it is, you know, quite nice um it's hard to explain unless you watch it because uh, i i don't want to spoil it for a lot of people so please go and watch it because it's hard to explain okay so netflix made a new version of masters of the universe now there's a slight problem with this new version this new version of Masters of the Universe requires you to watch the original 80s show. Which, they don't really say that when you first watch the trailer. Which, I'm going to talk about now. The, the trailer makes it seem that it's going to be about He-Man fighting Skeletor. You know, classic He-Man fighting Skeletor. Like, that's what the music and everything that they show you in the trailer make you seem to believe. But in actuality, that's not the case. Right, it's not, they actually, it, he's not even the main character, which is the problem that you see a lot when talking about this, is that 
He-Man is barely in his own show. Technically, within the story, he only shows up in the first and last episode, and that's it. He doesn't really show up throughout the story, because it's mainly in flashbacks, which, would you really count that? If you remove the flashback scenes, do they really cause, like, much of an impact? No, they don't. At all. Like, the plot that that's laid out as well makes it seem like a third season. So, I saw this going to be a reboot, right? You won't have to watch anything previous to this to um, be caught up to date. So, that's what I thought going into this. But no, 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 no. Um, if you watch this first, don't. Because you will be felt confused. You will feel like... Uh, you will actually feel that you're missing something. Because it feels like a season, a third season. Like you, you don't get the character development from, you know, season one to two. If you watch this, that's what it feels like. So you have to watch the original 80s show, which is technically only available if you buy, say, the Blu-ray, DVD, if you buy digitally on iTunes or YouTube. That's the only way to get the original 80s show. It's not available on streaming services like Netflix, Disney+, Plus. Or anywhere else, it's not like um this one in, in the UK at least, and that's the issue. The fact that it's not available to watch. If I was able to watch the original, it, it might have changed my mind. Watch the original, then watch this. Okay, there's a bit more development. I understand the characters more. Okay, that's good. But that's the issue. Like for someone new going into this. You would think it'd be an entirely different show to what it actually is. Like, but similar to how Castlevania had less episodes in season one, I hope that that's the case with this. Now, I hope that the plot point at the end of, of season one will be elaborated on. They don't, uh, you know, they actually use Adam. He'll be in season two more. You know, there's a plot point there that they left. That can be explored. It's a very good plot point. Because you've never seen this plot point before. How would he fare in this current situation? And that's what they could explore. Who is Adam personally? How is he actually like when he's in this situation? Will he still be the same? Will Will he still be weak? Or... Would he use his experience that he's gained throughout the years to elevate him? That's something that they could explore in this show. But in but in truth, to get the most out of this, you will need to watch the original 80s show, which is my first complaint. You know, I, I'm born in 2002, right? I didn't grow up with the original show. The original show didn't even have reruns. Right when I when I was around when I, when I was born, like what was around was the reboot of Masters of the of Masters of the, of the Universe, which is He Man and the Masters of the Universe, which has no connection to this Netflix show, which is a little bit of why, just why, because that's probably like the easiest one to get hold of. Especially on YouTube, on, online. 
as well because a lot of 2000 shows have been made available a lot of 80s shows however have not you can't really find the original sales for a lot of these shows so having digital versions of it might be a little bit of a, little bit of a problem like there's only two seasons available on YouTube for the original Masters of the Universe, but I don't know whether or not there's more episodes. And that's the issue. Having to watch the original show instead of creating a brand new story. But creating a brand new story overall, like rebooting it entirely would have been a better option because he would have had the they could have rewritten the characters however they wanted. But they how this Netflix Masters of the Universe show works is that it's a continuation from the original 80s show which a lot of people nowadays who'd want to watch this people like me right would not have been able to understand right I would have been able to get my hands on the original Masters of the Universe right there's a lot of things that the, the original lacks in terms of modern day storytelling, a little bit cheesy because it's an 80s show tailored towards kids, so you might be lacking a certain things, and that's the issue. And especially the problem is as well is that a lot of people declares, you know, He Man and the Masters of the Universe, the 2000s show, to be a, how to do a reboot, and I would have loved to see them do that with this Netflix show, but they didn't which is a devastating thing to say. But if you guys give it a watch, um, the Netflix show that is, I would suggest to watch the original 80s show because that's when you get the most out of it. I hope that in season two that they will elaborate on the situation that Adam is in and focus on that more than rather, you know, Teela that they did in this first season. Maybe... Uh, expand upon the relationship that Teela and Adam has because I did get hints in the first season that there's a potent there's a really good story there that they could follow. You know that is a really good storyline that they could do. You know, he's where Adam is and the sto- everything that happened between what happened in the first episode to the last episode, they could expand upon that a lot in season two. If they are smart enough to do so. As you guys know, there's a huge backlash about this show because He-Man is barely in it. And I have that same complaint too. It's like wanting to watch Spider-Man but not having Miles or Peter Parker in there at all. And instead it's about J. Jonah Jameson. Which would still be more interesting than what they did here because here you don't... For a lot of people, this is an old show which hasn't really been updated for the masses. Technically... Speaking, there's only been, prior to this, there's only been like, what, three versions of the show? The 80s, the 90s one, and then the 2000s one? I haven't really seen anything about this series. All I know is that, you know, Masters of the Universe was originally a toy line, which Mattel eventually made made into a cartoon series, and it was very popular. So, hopefully, let's see how this plays out in... In the next season. I'm hoping that is actually a lot better. That's the end of the episode. If you guys want to say. 
um, continues the conversation, you guys could contact me on Twitter in the show notes below. You'll find my Twitter link, you'll find my Instagram, and you'll also find links for to the Gumroad store, the PayPal link if you guys want to support me by sending money. You can also support me by buying stuff off the Gumroad store as well. So I hope you guys have a lovely day and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.